Welcome to our second season of Mind Over Matter. So for this season, I kind of want to bring in a couple of guests who have made an impact on other people's lives as well as who they are and what they're passionate about in our daily society, in our daily lives, and how we can actually be examples for others in our world. So for season two, I have on this episode, the very best Ashley Cook. She is a copywriter and a copy coach here in the Dallas, Texas area. So I brought Ashley Cook with us today because I have noticed that there are so many people in this world who do so many great things and they're doing what they love and they are passionate about that. And I kind of want to emphasize the word passionate. You know, as we go through life and as we're growing as young adults and teenagers, we're trying to find the things that we like and that we dislike, or we're more so focusing on the things that are more normal or who other people think are considered good. But for this season, I kind of want us to focus on normalizing that whatever you are doing and that you do it best, if you're happy about it and you're passionate about it, that right there is considered good. Not even just good, but amazing as well. And I want to start normalizing that just doing what you want to do in your life and, you know, us being different and doing the things that are inclusive of who we are is the focus of this season. So now I would like to introduce Ashley Cook and let's kind of get a feel on who she is and, you know, know a little bit more about her. So Ashley, tell me a little bit more about yourself and anything, any fun facts that us listeners should know. Sure. So thank you so much, Chastity, for having me on. I'm so excited to talk with you. Um, so yeah, when, when you were talking about, you know, kind of how our world, <clears throat> excuse me, how our world and the people in our in our circles of influence kind of mold and shape us. Um, that was definitely part of my story growing up. Um, you know, I grew up in small town Texas along the Oklahoma border, and always loved to write. Like I would write poetry. I would submit like stories to my like elementary school's anthology and like weird ones about vampires. And um, I don't know. I just really I loved to write. I loved to give speeches. I loved doing theater. But when it came time to choose a major. Um, I, all, all the voices and all the influences were like, you know, you got to choose something that's going to make you money, that's going to like be practical, and you can do like your passion stuff on the side. But I never really thought like once I got into high school that I could actually make a living writing. So um, when it came time to choose, I was doing stage managing, and I tell this story often, um, but I was like, stage managing, I love doing that. Managing management, business, I'll major in business. And totally not the same for any of those out there. I know it's probably obvious it's not it's not the same at all and so I spent four years in business school really struggling to find what it was that I loved to do and um, and, and really not and frankly not enjoying a lot of it and I bet I didn't know what else to turn to you know and I remember my dad saying like well if you're gonna leave business school like you better be right and I'm like I don't know <laughs> so I got stuck with it and I ended up going into corporate America um, you know, I was one of those who went through their quarter life crisis and I quit corporate America, went to grad school, then went back to corporate America because of student loans. And, um, and every so often I would find like the, these jobs that I really enjoyed. And I got to work on some amazing brands. I was in sales and analytics and um, got to work with marketing and all these really cool people and all these really amazing like everyday brands. But it would like satisfy me for a bit, but then it would just kind of fall flat or fall empty and, or my role would change out of my own control. And suddenly I was doing stuff that I just 
didn't really resonate. And so um, that's what ultimately led me to realize like this, I need to do something different. I want, I need to shift my focus and that's what I do now. So I um, transitioned last year into copywriting. So now I know copywriting has a lot of, um, there's a lot of questions around it and I feel like I'm regularly explaining like it's not legal. I'm not in the legal side. Like the copywriting I do is helping, um, is I write sales content for small business owners to help them grow their business and grow a life that they love and that they want to be able to have. So we can kind of all um, not be not be so forced to live those, um, you know, the, the prescriptive life plan that so many people kind of make for us. Yeah, that is super wonderful. And it's actually cool to like know that there are just simple jobs like that that you can actually just do and you can make that for a living. So I'm actually learning something new about that that I didn't know that there that was such a thing, um, which is so cool. And there's like, you know, two different aspects. I know you said, you know, there's a legal side and then there's just like, you know, management side too as well. So that's very cool. And I kind of want to kind of nitpick at that as well too for the listeners as well that, there's so much that you can do just in one thing and you just have to find what you really enjoy doing. If you like managing people, you can go into management. If you want to kind of go more than legal aspects, you can, you know, apply rules and restrictions to things and things like that. Or if you like helping people, there's the medical field and there's so much in the medical field, which we probably want to elaborate on that. But there's so much that you can do with just one thing that you enjoy doing and you just have to kind of dig your way through and kind of find you know what you really enjoy doing because there's so much and that kind of brings into the effect of how you can do anything that you put your mind to in this world and you shouldn't allow other people to dictate what you can and cannot do and how you should feel about what you're doing as well so I definitely am so honored to have Ashley here to actually teach us about different things that we can do in different occupations and jobs and that she is loving what she's doing so now would you like to tell us some of the companies that you have worked with or some of your biggest projects that you have worked with with other companies can you kind of like elaborate with us on that and kind of like tell us it, you know with copywriting or yes or with copywriting yes. so um I, so it, it was interesting because when I first started my copy, so copywriting, just to, to clarify, is writing, um, there's like a con, there's content marketing, which I, I do, and then there's also copywriting, which is writing, it's using words to persuade people to take an action. So if you think about like when you open your inbox and you see that you have an email from a company that's talking about, oh, these vitamin supplements or these really cool sunglasses, like there are copywriters who are writing that material. For your inbox if you're scrolling through facebook or instagram and you see an ad that's written by a copywriter usually so um it's writing it's using words to persuade people to take actions in a very ethical way like there is a dark side of copywriting and like we stay on the light side uh but so when i first started uh copywriting my my background had been in corporate like with um health and hygiene brands and vitamins and supplements and, and beverages and healthy snacks and stuff like that and so um, but really like I, I wanted to start out my writing within the health and wellness uh, arena. So working in corporate, you're sitting at a desk job all the time. Your hips are weak, your, your, your organs are crunched from like slouching over no matter how much you're like trying to maintain good posture. So your health takes a big hit by having a desk job. And so over the course of my corporate career, I had seen a lot of chiropractors, nutritionists, health coaches, different um, holistic practitioners that helped me kind of survive 
like the, the brunt that corporate America could do on the body. And so not to mention like the stress management part. So when I started off copywriting, I wanted to, to first serve uh, the very people who helped me. So I started writing for chiropractors, um, you know, I've written for vitamins and supplements. I, I've written for nutritionists and health coaches. And, and then when the pandemic hit, uh, I opened it because at that point when the pandemic hit, everyone's doors were shut. There was like no one going in to see a chiropractor, no one going in to see anybody. And so I opened it up and started writing for um, other niches like I've written for realtors and architects and uh, interior decorators. And it's just so fun to learn about different what other people do and learning about their industry and being able to write for them. So now I've kind of shifted <clears throat> into I still write for other niches, but mostly it's within that functional medicine uh, realm and functional health and wellness, really. And um, I also write for coaches and then also like my consumer package good background. I have a couple of like really cool clients that I'm able to use that background and help them. Um, so those are kind of my three main buckets right now. But I really do love writing for the health and wellness arena because there's so many things that you can go into, whether it's you know yoga or supplements or breath work or, you know, like eating, you know, creative ways to have like guilt-free snacks. Like there's just so many fun topics. That's so wonderful. That is really amazing. Really cool that, you know, networking is a big part of business and, you know, having that, what you like to do in your network can all get together. Um, but it doesn't so feel slimy when you love what you do. Right. So, let, so right. for anyone who's out there listening, for your listeners who have, who are, let's say they are in business school, because I remember going through business school and having to go through these networking events or even like when I was working different corporate jobs and networking always felt so disingenuous to me because I'm like, I feel like ulterior motive and I feel slimy and ugh. But when you are doing something that you love and, you know, if you've started your own business and you're networking, you, it's almost out of this like desire to have that connection with other business owners and it feels more real because you're not doing it well I'm not doing it to like grow my business I'm doing it because like being an entrepreneur is hard work it is not for the faint of heart and I want to meet others and you know we can share this this we can share this journey together and I can learn from them they can learn from me yeah if business comes out of it that's great but it's not it's kind of more of they become your family the networking becomes like your family reunion Right. Yeah. And that's definitely a great point too, as well. And that also like is in connection with to being at the right place at the right time and all those things like really go together as well. You know, if you're in the right place, you know, you feel good. There's so many positive spirits, happy people. So that was also a great connection to that point as well. And it's really amazing, you know, how you can chase your dreams just by meeting people who you probably never knew you could step in front of doors of. And so that's just you know, two great points that, you know, we just made on how being at the right time at the right place, but also as you're networking, it should feel natural. And that's the point that we want to emphasize too as well. It should feel natural and you should love it all at the same time. So as you're doing these projects, what, how many hours in a day do you spend? Or like, what is your typical like day in the life as you're like constructing, you're planning, you're organizing, you're organizing and you know, you're publishing like the final product. How does that all like in a day or a week or tell us about your span of working on these projects? So it is not perfect. It is not clean. So I'm just <laughs> going to say that. Um, so the good thing about, or the, one of the big perks about owning your own business is that you can schedule your hours, you can do it at different locations, you can do um, 
you know, if you need to go and run an errand midday, you can go and do that. So there's that flexibility and that definitely like factors in if I need to go run an errand, especially like in the pandemic where if I want to go to the grocery store, but I don't want to be like surrounded by a ton of people, um, I'll just go like middle of the day whenever everyone is kind of at work. And so that flexibility is really nice to have. Um, but it, it's, it's kind of been an interesting dynamic because on one side, I, I will write for clients and then the other side I actually coach and so I do I'm developing a group or I've developed a it's in the early stages a group coaching program uh, two very different audiences two very different demands and needs um, but you know I, I would say it depends on in terms of like the percent of time that I spend you know researching and writing um, there's a lot of research that goes into what I do because I'm, I'm not only researching about uh, the target audience of like, let's say I'm writing a, like a, a website and, uh, you know, I, I do the intake with my client and then I do all this research on, and it's so fun. If you love to like research and geek out, this is like one of the best things. Uh, cause you go and you do your market research. You're wanting to understand who are some of the other companies that do things similar to this client, who are uh, the target audience? What are their pain points? What are their problems? What are they, what have they tried? What are they thinking? What resonates with them? And then you're looking at all the different um, kind of the strategy around how to, to write in a way that will boost your rankings in Google. So there's kind of this little scientific part to it too. So there's a lot of research that goes in uh, to, to writing. And so, you know, then when, by the time you actually get to write, you've done quite a bit. So I would say, you know, there's a big chunk of my week that is spent on researching. The second big chunk is on writing and then, um, I'll, you know, the editing on some of my work, I'll work with an editor and some of it I'll edit uh, the content myself, but it's, it's, there's, it's pretty research and writing intensive for my week. So. Okay, cool. Awesome. So, so I know there's probably going to be like your ups and your downtimes. There's going to be like your highs and your lows. So do you have someone like, or like a mentor or like an influencer who you kind of like geared towards as far as like keeping yourself motivated and keeping yourself the energy to keep going do you have someone like a role model that you like maybe look up to or like who inspires you what is someone who kind of like keeps you motivated or like keeps you inspired or gives you like creative ideas if you have someone <laughs> let me think that's a good question um so I, I'm part of a network of other copywriters and in our group. So I meet with a couple of them on a regular basis. And so um, they're actually highly motivating because they're doing something similar to me, but they're also on their entrepreneur journey. And so we kind of lock arms and, you know, cause like the, the road of being an entrepreneur can feel like a lonely one to travel. And so having others that I can actually talk to one-on-one -on -one and relate to, to me is far more, um, is far more impactful than than following like someone that I don't necessarily know. There are definitely people I follow. I follow copywriters. I follow, you know, like business coaches. I'm part of a group coaching program myself, um, and so I get to meet other entrepreneurs who are doing different things than me, and that's really cool too. Because uh, we all have the commonality of we're, we're wearing many hats, we're juggling all the balls, and sometimes we just don't do it well, and we learn and we move forward. But seeing having other people kind of close to me. Um, is really important because it keeps you from it keeps me from comparing myself because it's easy to see like an influencer and think um you know oh i need to be like them well like if i'm on i heard this example i'm gonna botch the quote but it's um <laughs> basically the premise is like don't compare your chapter three to someone's chapter 30. you know yes. they've been walking yes. 
road a lot longer and they've been doing they've been building their momentum for far far longer and and there it's just different right so why should i compare where i am to where they are and so i like having people close to me so at different parts in their journey um but having that personal connection my the people in my my group coaching program that i'm part of and then the, the copywriters they're my influencers that's amazing, honestly. And I definitely loved what you were talking about, how like, you know, don't compare someone's, you know, chapter to like their long run because that all, you know, revolves around who you are as a person too. And like, you, you know, you said everyone is different and everyone has had their journeys. Everyone's had their trials and challenges. And you might be seeing someone's chapter one and you might be seeing someone else's chapter three, but I wouldn't, you know, for me, myself, and like for other people, the best way to take upon that is to let it inspire to see like, okay, they did it and so I can do it too. And that should be also the main message from that as well as, yes, they might be doing it a certain way and they might be on a higher spectrum than you, but let it be known that, okay, if they could do it, I can do it too. So that should be like an inspiration and influence, you know, for our listeners too as well, because it's very important that, it, you know, as we're growing and, you know, the different steps that you take, it's all on your time lapse and your frame of life and your phase of life too. You know, probably whatever, five years ago, I don't think I could say that I'd be able to produce something like this because I it wasn't my time, it wasn't my chapter. And so now this might be my, you know, chapter six or five, but you'll never know that though, you know, because you just, you keep the lows probably to yourself, but you express the highs, but at the same time, let the lows make motivate you to, have your high moment and to celebrate that as well. But you know what, so, Jackie, I think we should talk about our lows too, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta talk about the lows because it's, I don't want to paint this picture that that running, like owning your own company is, there's so many benefits to it, but there's, there's some hard stuff. Like if I get sick or if I want to go on vacation, like the show doesn't go on without me. And right. show, you know, and so, you know, talking about those low points is, is really important, but um, but choosing who you have in your circle is, is a huge deal. And I, I think you're spot on when you say, um, you know, to look at them as inspiration. And like, I'm currently on the hunt to find some folks to follow on social media who can make me laugh <laughs> because there's so many, like, it's so, it's so easy. And I know I've kind of, I've been this way where I get very cerebral and I like get very serious or I take, I take myself too seriously. And so finding, finding those sources of inspiration that can kind of get you out of your own head and that acknowledge that there are hard days, but there are good days and you can kind of laugh at both. Um, that's, that's kind of what I'm on the hunt for right now. Yeah, that is super cool. Yeah, we can definitely, honestly, we should probably make that a segment. It's just like hunting for people who can, you know, inspire us and make us laugh or, you know, and, you know, brighten our spirits too. Cause that's all part of, you know, as the content that we put out and social media and things like that, I kind of feel like, there are different targets, you know, that people have. And so one one uh, main thing that I try to keep in mind is that if it's not positive, if it's not, you know, enlightening someone's day, if it's not happy, and if it's not influencing or helping someone, then it, you know, shouldn't be posted. Of course, you can do whatever you want, but yes. it's just like Great. certain things, <laughs> certain things that you should kind of like look out for because, you know, once it's out there, it never goes away. So it's just how you take upon all of those things. And I also feel like too, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. And yes, like you might not show everything that you do, but also know that if it is going to be shown, make sure, you know, it's appropriate to as well. Um, <laughs> but I definitely, um, 
liked how you know you said that you should always have a good circle of people around you and you know keep good people around you who you know like might make you laugh or you know brighten your spirit or just someone that you can just step aside from like even if you are so serious you know you have that group of people who can bring out that comfortable out of you too and well, so I definitely call you out like yeah <laughs> copywriters and I love her and she she's one I talk to every week she was like, Ashley, you're heading towards burnout. I can see it. And she's a mental health copywriter. So she's like, she knows. And yeah. so, um, and that was one of the, the most important things I could hear is and like, I want people in, like who are close to me, who will, who will call out the flags and they will say, okay, you can't see this, but I can't like, there's a saying like the fish can't see the water. And sometimes like you are so in your own, like you, you probably could, if you could slow down enough, you could notice some things. Um, but you know, she pointed that out or she's like, Ashley, you're charging too low. Like quit, you go, I quit lowering your, your standards here. You need to like raise them up. So I also want people who can push you and like, like, cause who else is going to push you? You know, cause, you're not <laughs> push yourself, cause that's uncomfortable, right? You need someone yeah. to send you into those uncomfortable zones. Yes, that's definitely a good point too. Like those are like really great aspects as far as like forming your friends and forming a group of people and your friendships that you're around. That is a really great point. And it kind of makes me think, okay, I might need to add some more of those calling out people in my group too, right? You know, I have like the good ones where I'm just like, okay, you know, do you want to go out tonight and we can, you know, go eat dinner and catch up? Or, okay, I might need to pick me up really quick. I have that friend too. But then I think I might be needing that you might need to settle down or you might need to, you know, take a rest type of friend. So those are all, you know, good aspects to have as well as keeping your circle and a balance of who you are too as well. Now, I know we might have those friends who might not be the greatest influence to you. Might have to take, you know, <laughs> into consideration of that too. Cause you don't want to have, you know, people who might do bad things because it'll kind of like lead you down that path too but just a balance of emotions personality and stability those type of friendships around too as well so those are like really good amazing points and i'm actually learning from ashley too as well and so this also like helps me to realize too as well as you are forming your you know friendships and the people that you're around the people who you are you know coming into contact with or even like if you are in an organization, it's very important to always consider your first impression, but also be yourself and allow that to take control of who you are. And you know, people see that. People will know when you're not being yourself, but people will also know when you are being yourself and that'll kind of, you know, form that relationship too as well. So those are like really great input, inputs to have as well. So as a teenager which i am only 19 which is you know <laughs> with me doing this it's probably surprising and everything and i am interviewing adults who literally are chasing after their dreams which i feel super honored to be doing especially with miss ashley cook and so as my young adult listeners and my teenage listeners what what type of advice can you give for us to us as we are you know growing you know some of us are going to school some of us probably aren't going to school they're doing certain things that they probably don't have to go to school for so what type of advice could you even give me as someone who is growing in this world and finding who she is or who he or she is um and just trying to find their passion of what they're wanting to do give me a little bit of advice of how i could either manage that or kind of deal with it or just as a foundation. <laughs> I think so there's a couple things um, that 
that I was so glad that I did when I was uh, in my teenage and in my 20s, or teenage years and in my 20s. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'll say I'm not too far out of my 20s, but you know, <laughs> that's relative, right? No. Uh, so when I think about, um, you know, when I was when I was in my early 20s, uh, I tried as many different experiences as I could, and and put myself in uncomfortable space. So like in college, I had to have an internship. And um, so I, I agreed to go, or I uh, had the opportunity to go and intern abroad. And it was in China. I didn't speak Mandarin. I didn't know the industry. It was for a wine distributor. I didn't know anything about wine. I was 20. I couldn't even legally drink. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. And so I did it. And all throughout my 20s, you know, I like I mentioned, I quit corporate. I went to, to grad school. I went back to corporate. Like I, I moved around a lot with the companies. And so I would encourage, um, whether you're in your teens and, or if you're even still in high school or in your twenties to get as, as broad of an experience as you can, because you're not going to learn about yourself until like you try those different things and you know what works and doesn't work. And if you found something that works, run with it. So this is where I, and I don't regret the decisions I've made because all that business, the business experience I have is now working. It all works together. Right. And, and what I'm doing now draws heavily from that. Um, but I compromised a part of myself along the way. And so I think if, um, you know, if you have a passion and you have a love that you, that you already have kind of within you to, to, I think you owe it to yourself to see that through and don't listen to the narrative of you're not going to make money. You're not going to like that. Those are usually people saying that it's usually, um, the, the fear, like it's kind of their own fears coming through and, and yeah, there, you know, you're I, I, unfortunately the way that the world is set up, chances are an artist is not going to make what a neuroscience or, you know, a surgeon is going to make, like the income is just going to be a little bit different, but the, I don't think that that should necessarily deter you from chasing your dreams. Cause if you think about it, you have a, you're, you know, for the teens and young adults, you have a small window to, I mean, we, we all kind of play and life is a playground, right? But you have, um, you have, you're in this really, I won't say it's small, but you're in this really cool window to try some like out of the box things. And, uh, and maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, but it doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means you're learning about yourself. I always say that my twenties were like the decade where I was trying to hit bullseye in a pitch black room. And I didn't know what bullseye was. I didn't know what I was shooting, you know, towards the bullseye. I didn't even know where right. I was in, but I was <laughs> so. Um, so I would I would say that get as much uh, experience as you can and don't be afraid to do a hard pivot. Um, you're not it, it doesn't mean you've failed at all because all of the stuff you're going through now will work for what's to come for you in the future. Definitely, I've experienced it. Yes, that's so amazing. So all my listeners, including myself, I hope y'all took notes because those were some really great advice. And don't put pressure on yourself too. Like this, <laughs> this is me. I am like the queen of let's just pile those pressure bricks on my shoulders. Like don't, you know, it's it's okay to explore and it's okay to enjoy and have fun because you spend the majority of your working out, your waking hours working once you're out of school. And that's a lot of time. So you want to make sure you're doing something that you love. And I'll tell you, there's not nothing's worse than like trying to fit a round like a, a circle into a square right and so you want to find what works and that something that you love waking up for so that you don't dread the mondays so that you're not you know you're just yes 
Yes, that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely a great point too. Like, for example, my major is in nursing. And so the medical field takes a lot of your time, of course, but if you find that as a normal thing for you because you enjoy helping people, you enjoy bettering people's lives or, you know, studying what could be the next cure to a disease. And so all those things will form as you are, you know, figuring out what you want to do in life. And so a key point that Ms. Ashley said was pressure points. You're going to go through times where things become overwhelming, but you don't want it to create into it's like pressure on you to where now you feel like, okay, now I have to do this because I put myself in this position because I went to school for this because I had to do it. Those type of terms had and because I have to are different terms that don't really fit into a healthy lifestyle. You should form those into, I love doing this. I might be a little tired, but I love waking up and keeping doing what I want to do because that's what I want to do. So that term- it's okay for it to be hard. Love. Yes. Nursing school is not easy. What you're doing is not easy. And, and being a nurse, I have uh, some good friends who are nurses and like what they're going through is tough. Like it's what, what you are, the calling and the serving of, of like serving people and helping them when they're not at their their healthiest is is so incredibly rewarding and it's tough. But nursing school is tough. Organic chemistry is yes. oh my god. <laughs> yes. And so, but it, so it doesn't mean that 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 it's wrong if it's hard. And it's okay for it to to hard doesn't mean you have to fail. Right. It's, yes. Definitely. It's hard to get. Sometimes it's hard to reach your goals, but it, right. it doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. Exactly. And in the end, you know, it'll all, you know, feel better as well because it's like, wow, like I put myself in, in a position where I might have been uncomfortable. But if you find yourself uncomfortable, that means you're learning and you're experiencing something new. So I feel like, you know, too, along this conversation is to get out of your comfort zone. Do and things so that freak that, you out. Do things that yep. freak you out. Seriously. <laughs> exactly. the best jobs I've ever taken were ones that scared me. Like, I was like, they're gonna fire me. I'm gonna end up <laughs> like, and, and I didn't, you know, but you have to take those things that freak you out a little bit. Yes, definitely. And so that's also the beauty of life itself. And I feel like if you are having some type of fear somewhere, are you really having fun? Are you really enjoying yourself? So those are some really great points to take into account. I definitely want to say that I enjoy doing what I'm doing and I'm sure Ashley enjoys doing what she does because she wakes up and she loves what she's doing and she's putting out amazing content. And I would love to kind of like see like the things and the projects that she's doing. So to kind of give us a little wrap up feel, is there any other like things that we should be on the lookout for that's coming from you or any like brands that you might be working with or any, you know, copyrights that is like, okay, that's Ashley right there. She put that out there for us. So when doing my job well, no one will ever see me. So like I'm a ghostwriter. So that's the part that's like really, it can be really fun and also kind of like, oh man, cause there's some things that I'm really like really proud of and, and things that I really love doing. And I'm like, I can't tell anybody. And so, because I'm writing like as the, the, the business owner or on behalf of them. And so, um, but I will say, uh, I have Instagram and Facebook and, and, I have stuff that gets posted out there all the time. So I, I'm creating and hosting quarterly workshops. If there are any business owners who want to learn how to write copy and they want kind of, they need someone to kind of hold their hand through the process. Um, you know, I put those up. I'm in the process of redoing my website. So when that gets done, 
you know, there's, there'll be all the news that comes through there. So right now it's, it's funneling through my Facebook and Instagram. So that's, uh, the handle is at asapcoffee.co. Awesome. Okay. So if you guys heard that, be sure to check out her pages and feel free to, you know, contact her and let her know. Maybe you guys can come up with a great project. I'm sure it'll be super, super amazing. But I definitely want to give my um, acknowledgement and my honor to Ashley Cook for allowing me to have her on our second episode of season two. And I want to also thank you of your time as well. Um, you guys, this is amazing. If you guys were to see where I'm actually like filming this and recording this, you'd be like, wow, you know, this girl is dedicated. And I also want to thank Ashley for, you know, she's probably had like some, you know, with the weather and, and everything in her time. So I definitely want to say thank you so, so much. And the listeners, they thank you too. And they will as well. <laughs> as they thank listen. you so much. This was so much fun. Yes, same. So I thank you guys for listening. And I always want you guys to remember that as you're going through life, love what you're doing, be passionate about it, but also chase your dreams while you're at it. Thank you guys so much. <laughs>